Blog Talk Radio. Hello, listeners. Welcome to another broadcast of The Unexplained World, a world for some of us, no explanation is needed. And for others, that is why we are here. With your hosts, Edward Chanahan, a psychic medium, paranormal explorer, and author, along with Annette, who is a pagan truth seeker. The Unexplained World is a location where the border between the natural and supernatural may become nothing more than fuzzy. So enjoy. Hello, listeners. Welcome to the June 16th broadcast of The Unexplained World with your host, Edward Shanahan. That's me and Annette. Hello, Annette. Hello, Ed. How's it going tonight? How are you doing? Fine, thank you. Good. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Happy Father's Day to Greg. And um, hope everybody had a good, decent Father's Day. So. Yes, how was yours? Nice? Yeah, it was laid back. It was laid back. So. Oh, um, good. Mm-hmm. I didn't even pull the car out of the garage. It was laid back. Ah. <laughs> That's how laid back it was. Um, hey, you sorry it. about hearing about your event. Uh, oh, my rain. goodness. Oh, rain it down. poured and poured and poured. We, we couldn't get a break to set up and then we noticed that the cars were starting to our cars were starting to sink in the mud so we decided wow. to call it wasn't going to be safe for parking Dude. yeah it's sometimes you have to make these decisions i've been thinking about that and planning that festival for five or six months but we're going to reschedule and it looks like we're going to do it on june the 29th so two weeks Ooh. from yesterday we're going to try okay. it again yeah okay so okay. watch Facebook at Gnome's Day Out, and we're about to announce it. I'm just checking with all my helpers because it takes a village to run a fairy village. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though there's tiny fairies, it takes big lots, human fairies. Lots of volunteers, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so keep, keep uh, a watchful eye, people, and uh, come out and celebrate with us on the 29th instead. Cool. Nice. Okay. That's uh, the 29th of this month. Let's, let's look for it on Facebook. That's the best. Exactly. Yes. At noon's day out. Yep. yep. Tonight's show is, and that we'll be talking about summer solstice. I will be talking about uh, the psychic field and paranormal field. And that will finish this broadcast with a short story. Um, mm-hmm. It's a little bit on the dark side. but uh, <laughs> um, It is. So she, yeah, so she will do that. How did you like it? Because that's going to be the final thing we do, so I won't be able to ask you on the air. How did you? Uh... Well, I, I am, I, I, I like it. I don't want to say too much about it though, because I want yeah. it to be able to uh, inspire the crowd. Yeah, I got a nice response on, uh, on Chicago now and it. So um, um, we'll see. I figure I'd throw it out to you because you got that little bit of. Acting drama that you can um, 
push Are forward. Are you trying to say I'm theatrical? <laughs> uh, I need am, be, and it's be theatric. <laughs> yeah, when need be, how's that? How's that? Yeah, uh, I, I practice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, there's summer solstice you wanted to talk about. Oh, before we go yeah. there, what's our mm-hmm. guest going to be for in two weeks? Okay, so our guest is a young gentleman named Everett, and Everett was a, I'm going to let him tell you the whole story, but hopefully I can paraphrase well. He um, was a production guy, and he worked with television, and throughout his corporate career as a TV producer guy, um, behind Mm -hmm. the scenes he might have been an engineer, but he noticed that people are affected in a negative way by advertising, stories, things that they see and hear every day. You know, we're inundated with the media everywhere we go. And he noticed that so much of it, the biggest balance of what we take in is negative. You know, if it's a negative story about someone else, if it's just always leaves you with a feeling of not so bright and cheerful. Yep. And he thought, you know what, this is, first of all, this, um, the, the business, the commercial side of it was perpetuating that negativity. And he thought, well, you know, I'm in this career, maybe I want to do it in a way that's a little bit more positive. Because I know some people are given positive stories and positive influence advertising that respond better, and they are more open and happy people. And that mm-hmm. community, there was a giant communication breakdown. So he's going to come on and tell us about what changes he made in his life to bring more positive feedback and positive things in media to us now. So he's going to tell us all about his story. And I'm probably going to ask him how, what things he did personally for himself that maybe he could advise others, at least the baby. Oh, I'm sure he'd be happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, because there is a lot of negativity on the internet, social media. Oh my! Um, yeah. Matter of fact, I was as I was writing out tonight's show. I matter mm-hmm. of fact even uh, got a lot of scratch outs because. It's very easy in the two fields to go that way. Very easy. Especially if you've been doing it 20 years. Um, But I decided I'm not going to. Sometimes you have to focus and tell yourself. You know, you need like a little stick-up note saying, oh, wait, you know, remember to always look at it. Are you being kind? Are you being thoughtful? Are you inspiring? You know, does that person deserve it? Well, you know, so if you ask those questions and... Well, there I could answer a couple of them. Yes, with deserving and this and that and that. Yes, yes, yes. But then I have to look at the picture. What do I gain by doing it? And after 20 years. How, and right before yeah, or you how badly this, will it hurt them? You know. Nah, that don't bother me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You need to no dark note. side to walk the white side. <laughs> um, what? what um, later, before you read your final story, you'll see what I I wrote something out 
they got a lot of response. It's just a statement. And that goes into the reason I did what I did by changing my presentation for tonight. How's that sound? Okay? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, summer solstice, what do you have to say? Okay, so summer solstice is also called Litha, L-I-T-H-A. Now, back in May 1st, we had Beltane, and at that time, we were celebrating, you know, the break in the weather. Oh, the winter's almost over. Mm-hmm. And the Lord and Lady come together at that time of the year to create life. It's like the beginning of the spark. <clears throat> so at Litha, we uh, see the goddess as in full pregnancy. That's like imagining that the, the earth, the world is in full bloom. It's at its height of fertility. Um, she's pregnant with the sun king. And remember me ever talking about Yule, that's when the sun mm-hmm. king is born. So okay. there's a lot of earth science going on with paganism. So often we find scientific minds gravitate. Um, the longest day of the year is Litha and the shortest night. So it's exactly on the opposite side of the calendar from Yule. So those are our two solstices. Yule has the longest night. Litha has the longest day. Now, since Yule, the days have been growing longer. But now mm-hmm. we reach Litha, we reach the summer solstice, and that's going to be our longest day. Now they're going to start to decline again. When's that? On, on June 21st. Okay. So the nights will now start to become longer, the days a little shorter. So that's our longest day of the year coming up June 21st. Um, now we're starting into the waning part of the year again. Like I say, this is getting so. When we have, we saw in Yule our Holly King and our Oak King, which are the kings that are ruling over either the dark half or the light half of the year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The the Holly King won the battle, and the Oak King dies away. He yields. And the Holly King takes over. Well, now at Litha, the, the Oak King is going to win the battle. So he's going to proceed over this side of the year. Um, we sell, celebrate the bounty. The harvest will come soon. So we are we're thinking all the time about, oh, man, make sure our crops are good. You know, This is a time for magic. When we do spells and charms and look for manifestations and try to bring things about because this is like the most ripe time of the year. If you're going to give it a word, call it ripe. And, yeah, this is when we can – spells come easily, et cetera. There's so much bounty to be had. You know, the bees are making honey. So when we do our litha ceremony, we drink honey mead, that's honey wine, have honey cakes. Um, of course, many different walks of paganism between, you know, across Europe and even here in the colonies. There are many different aspects to paganism. So if I mm-hmm. say, oh, we do honey mead, well, then maybe, you know, somebody with a powwow background or a voodoo background may not necessarily have honey meat on their altar. 
But in my walk, I do. Um, there are things we can do. Decorate the trees. We are thanking nature for being in its height. You know, we're saying, hey, this is a time when um, good things are coming to us. So we're trying to grab all we can for the colors and the, the clothing that we wear and the decorations that we use um, in our rituals at this time of the year, all colors. Because there are, you know, the blue flowers, the red flowers, the yellow flowers, every, the rainbow is represented at this time of the year, which in the winter you're not seeing so much. You're lucky to see red with a cardinal. Um, so this is a time of year when there's so much going on that magic is really can be spectacular. In the winter, we're more working on how we can better ourselves. You know, we're locked indoors most of the time. It's very dark all the time. We're a lot of introspection. But at this time of the year, okay, you want to manifest some money. You want to manifest some love. You want to manifest goodness, well health. This is the time. So if any any witches or pagans or people of of natural spirituality are out there, this is the time that we want to celebrate all that's good with the earth. And then I'll throw in my little conservation edge and I'll say, and by celebrating the goodness of the earth, think about how you can make changes in your own life to keep our earth a healthy, growing, bountiful place. Any questions, Ed? No, I'm just saying that I was. It makes me think about what the farmers and everything are going through, at least in the Midwest and Illinois and Indiana. Illinois, I was listen. I I listen to Farm Report, for whatever mm-hmm. reason, and um, yeah, like they only got out forty percent of their crops. Um, as far as yeah, um, the weather is crazy. Uh huh. Corn and all that. So. Uh, so you're saying that in the next week or so, we're going to start going to less daylight again. We're going to start losing. Now, it feels yeah. to us, though, as, you know, we think, oh, hey, summer, right? Here we're in the summer. Mm-hmm. So we always right. feel like, oh, the days are nice and long, got plenty of time. But they are starting to decrease. As we mm-hmm. go from, you know, the middle of June now to the middle of December, those days will get Shorter and shorter and shorter, and it's yeah. hard for us to see at December twenty-first that the days are getting longer, because we're mm-hmm. already mulled down into that darkness. You know, we're already used to the cold. The earth cooled off because we have less daylight hours on, on our side of the planet, anyhow. And we're kind of used to that. We're thinking, oh, these days don't feel very long. And it's not until we do the daylight savings time that it really starts to make sense and click with, you know, the average person that this is going on. Yeah. But those of us who are, you know, like I said, there are a lot of earth sciences going on with paganism. It's probably one of the biggest reasons that I gravitated towards it, you know, coming out of uh, my childhood Catholicism. And Mm there are just so many good reasons why our ancestors did what they did and the way they practiced, how they practiced and created their rituals and their ways is because they saw these cyclical changes. They saw how things died away, how you better, if you're going to eat the next year, you better plan, 
You know, you better act like a squirrel and put stuff away and then be patient and wait it out and keep your family warm and then move into the next part of the year. And, oh, you better work hard. You know, now you got to make sure that you got something to put away. So by following that wheel of the year, you know, the science of the way nature moves turns out to be the way that paganism grew up. It's pretty cool. So (laughs) that's why you do the jarring of stuff and um, is that what you call it? Exactly. Yeah, canning. But you put it in jars. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Right. You grow your garden. You can your fruits and your vegetables to make sure you have enough. We're living mm-hmm. in a world right now where, you know, plastic is king and everything comes so easily into your hands um, that we don't pause and think, where did that meat come from? Or mm-hmm. how did I get these vegetables with preservatives on my shelf in the grocery store where I can just go grab it in three seconds? And you, you start to take it for granted, you know. It yeah. might always be there. But personally, I think there's a big revolution coming. I think everybody's oh. going to all of a sudden, yeah, we're going to have to take away the plastics. And we're going to be inconvenienced. And we're going to step well, I think there's going to be a lot of inconveniences. Years. There's going to be a lot of inconveniences coming um, soon. People don't oh, realize yeah. this, this whole thing with the not being able to grow stuff, the tariffs and everything else, it's it, it's going to have a domino effect. And, uh, well, people you know. are not going to like it. And, you know, no. a friend of mine was just talking to me the other day, and she said, you know, you know, they're talking about the government just said that breast milk is probably not a good idea. The U.S. And, and there was a report, and she was freaked out, and and so did I. Like, who in the world would dare to say that breast milk was any less nutritional or builds up the immunity system the way a powdered, manufactured by man mix (laughs) would be better Mm -hmm. for your baby? No, there is no way. You can't convince me. You know, I breastfed my kids, and they are never sick a day. You know, and these kids with the jars or the formulas or the whatever, all those poor guys, earaches, sore throats, yeah. bad stomachs, well, they didn't have what they did when they were little. And and I'm not trying to knock anybody who gives their child formula, not by any means. There's lots of reasons right. why women make choices. I get that. Right. Right. But if you put it out there in the, a woman's mind that that's not the best oh, yeah. thing for her baby. For sure. It's manipulation. Because mama wants what's best for her baby. Yeah, and it's all about the dollar. If there is a way to make money, they will tell you that the other way is wrong or bad. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. had a funny thought. Boy, you got to say that for when David comes on again. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure he know. He reads a lot. He knows what's going oh. on with government. Oh, I'm sure he has a lot to say. Yes. Yeah, that'd be a two-hour show. Um, uh, right. <laughs> but you know what nature kind of, provides us is almost coming to be outside of our scope, you know? I was watching um, Aerial, American Aerial or Aerial America, and what's that noise? Is that you? <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. Um, yeah, and they were showing <laughs> they were showing how these coal 
diggers are now taking the caps off of mountains because they feel that it's easier to get the coal going in that way, digging down through the top than going in. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. It's sad looking. They have to devastate. They have to wipe out the trees and everything. And then they're taking the tops off the mountains. So uh, um, in Virginia, is it? Or North Carolina? One of the two. North Carolina, I believe. Yeah. So it's like when you speak about the money, there it is. Um, I've got to tell you, speaking of, bones me out to think, June 21st, we're going to start going backwards again as far as daylight. I know we won't notice it right That's away. That's how it be. You know. <laughs> yeah. But because last night, Annette, I went to our mm-hmm. friend's John, you know, our friend John that we had on the show, his dead mm-hmm. rising haunted house location. Oh, they had a, they had a, well, check out, um, check out some pictures I posted. But, um, Okay. I didn't go in, no, because you. I seen the people come out and you are covered with blood and everything else. But, oh uh, really? Oh yeah, oh yeah. They they tell oh, you my. for these special Saturday nights, you got to sign a disclaimer that you accept the fact that you're going to be covered with blood and you know uh, all kinds of things are going to happen. That's why it's eighteen or older. Um, Going with the rain poncho, right? <laughs> uh, kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, their characters are great. I took some photographs of them and stuff. And uh, we're going to be on the show. We're going to be recorded for his YouTube channel and um, in July. And I will be making an appearance as a character in the haunted house. You are. Yeah. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, yeah. Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Uh, oh, do we know what your character is going to be ahead of time, or is it a secret? Um. Let's see. What is this? Because I believe it'll happen uh, second Saturday in July. Um. Yeah, it will happen the second Saturday in July. I'm going to be a hunchback. Mad scientist. How's that sound? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So <laughs> that's the plans right at this moment. But um it's better than what he first offers, you know. Um I'm be a mad scientist. Yeah. I was going for the mad magician, but we have to keep it with the rooms are set up for that, you know. Uh, right. You gotta fit into your space, of course. Yeah. Definitely, 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 definitely. But uh, <laughs> they are going to, he's going to attempt to create a, um, back in the day, back in the 50s and stuff, they had what they call spook shows. Um, where they run videos and all this stuff, you know, during the movies. During the movies, they included, the horror movies included, now these were the cheap drive-in movies, but they were in theaters type of movies, and um, they would include monsters and creatures and everything live. You know what I'm saying? Before and after the movie. So he's gonna attempt uh, oh, to yeah. 
yeah, to set something like that going on. So uh, that should be very interesting. That's but, a um, cool throwback. Yeah. Yeah, it will be, especially if you could create the posters. The posters are fantastic looking, you know. Oh, um, that. Yeah, so if you could create the posters, uh, that would be that would be that. That's like the old time posters for the magicians and stuff. They, there was some, yeah, or the freak show or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, oh, I'd love to work on that project. Fun. <laughs> uh, I, I met, mentioned last night, I mentioned, you, do you you recall seeing the movie Freaks? Yes. Oh, that's an old. The 1930? Yeah. yeah. The 19th. I said, wouldn't it be cool if you create a movie like that, but using the characters of a haunted house? Good one. A new spin on the idea, yeah. Because today, you know, being politically correct, you can't do the freak freaks. Um, even though, right? You the freaks back in the day, yeah. The freaks back in the day were making mega dollars from those that they worked for. So, um, and that's a fact. And they make good money from doing that movie and everything. Um, they were treated very, very well financially um, back in the day. So, um, you know, <laughs> everybody trying to be right may be wrong in a sense. But that's we, – we were talking about uh, – I was going to talk about um, the psychic stuff and the paranormal and that. And um, I'll – remember I've been – Embarking or barking, I guess you could say, about some of these social media sites that are, uh, I guess people you could say are in a psychic field that are professing or telling, people are coming to them that are having very bad depression, almost suicidal, and all this other stuff. And people are playing armchair doctors and tell them what to do or how to do it or whatever you know instead of saying you know I had a I had somebody contact me by email and said every night they've been going to bed that they hope they didn't wake up and stuff like that uh, I want to see you for a reading number one I wouldn't want it on my conscience not at all um, being a reader, mm-hmm. I told him, I said, you know what? Do not go to any psychic seeking help. Go seek counseling or medical help. Once you get that help, then see possibly the psychic or whatever. Or you may not need one once you discover yourself inside. You know? Um, mm-hmm. Believe me, folks. Y'all got free will. You come to us, we give you advice. <laughs> Majority ain't going to follow it. Um, that's why I said when, one time in the past, somebody came to me and said, Ed, I want somebody that came to readings years earlier and says, Ed, I want to be a psychic, blah, blah, blah. And I said, why? I want to help people. I said, really? You want to really, really help people? Yeah. 
Don't work, start working for a hospice. Um, the family, the people that you will be aiding will definitely look at you as being more of an angel than what, you know, being a psychic could possibly do. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Hospice does need good caregivers. That's so true. Yes, yes. And if you really want to That's an people, area that really needs an angel. <clears throat> yeah. And if you really, 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 really want to help people, take that route. Um, needless to say, I didn't hear nothing back from the person. Uh, <laughs> so I gave them that advice. It's not what they wanted to hear. But it was the truth as I felt it. Uh, or, Ed, be, maybe they took your advice and went and sought therapy and medical attention. Oh, and I'm talking about the, they yeah, realized about the per- they didn't need it. Oh, I'm talk- no, I'm talking about the person that came to me years ago oh, and oh, said, oh, I, I want, want to be a psychic. Yeah. Of yeah. course, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, the other one, I pray to God, that's what they did. Uh, Good. I, I pray to God, and nobody that's not a doctor or a family relative or a friend should be interacting with advising somebody like that. Um, matter of fact, instead of Illinois, if the person does commit suicide and comes back on you, guess what? You're guilty of murder. So that's the state law. Um, if you're responsible for a person committing suicide. Um, wouldn't want that hanging on my, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, All right. Underneath my sign, it's a psychic. Um, so, um, the other thing is what I'm going to be uh, planning on doing come the fall, summer, offering something different. Um, I may just be offering my circle of energy seances um, for the individuals with spirit communication. Um, that way many of those present can possibly experience the spirit side of their loved ones uh, who have passed away. This way we avoid the readings, blah, blah, blah. Um, a lot of people rather write, get right down to the nitty-gritty, so we would hold an actual circle of energy seance along with the spirit communication and avoid... Um, the psychic reading, palm readings. Um, if anything, does see who's an old soul, young soul, uh, for the purpose of uh, knowing what I have at the table sitting with me. So that's uh, also for those who are out there, and will be, I will be pushing this elsewhere. Um, with the holidays coming, not that far, like Annette said, the sun's going to be, you know, <laughs> Gonna be getting darker faster. Um, the holidays coming up for uh, corporate parties, and that we are available in most cases for weekends and that. If uh, individuals are interested in hiring us for the corporate parties and stuff like that, we've done done them in the past. They're great, and uh, we've had what good over 100 people. We've read, you've read, I read. At the same event, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, so we'll see where that goes. Any questions on that part of the spiritual field? 
Annette? I don't know. I, I, I don't feel like I have any questions about that. Okay. I would just uh, maybe add that people who are seeking to have some sort of a reading, a psychic reading, that they would just come in looking at it for, oh, you know, not so much, will I ever be happy or tell me I shouldn't kill myself? Well, maybe that's not the way to go. What you're, what you're trying to ask is questions about, oh, how can I better myself? How can I, you know, experience this, this, and this with my family? Or Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right or not, but. Yeah, you are. You are. You are. Okay. You are. And um, with the spirit of communication, that's not guaranteed because nobody's more powerful than the spiritual side. So nobody's going to make them do anything they don't want to do. Um, but we see how it goes. Um, but usually when you got a family of loved ones present, kind of, that's why I call the circle of energy. It kind of raises the energy, kind of is a draw for the spirit. So that's why I like that. Um, yeah, but I think often too can... spirits are, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, when, like you just mentioned, you know, when the family is there together, it's like a magnet. And mm-hmm. I think that your spirit, those that you knew in the past, that have passed away, you know, if it was your mother and she's gone, or if it was maybe a great-grandmother who never really knew, but she was attached to you because of the fact that you are her kin, you know, I think these people are surrounding us all day long, honestly, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. are many would just be fine and dandy, not coming forward and speaking about anything. But if they see a need and there's an opening with someone like you there, um, a conduit to be able to give a message or to give comfort to a living person, I think they do that very easily, very readily. Well, see, what I do is I get it going, all right? I get it rolling. Mm Mm-hmm. But if there's old souls there, okay, mm-hmm. I'll let them, I'll step back and let them handle it. Leave them work with their family members themselves to bring it for the rest of the family. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Because where are they more likely to come to? The family member that's the old soul that has ability See what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'll get everything rolling. Get everybody. Get this. I guess you just say warmed up, okay? Um, get them on the phone. <laughs> mm-hmm, or, you know, um, get everybody warmed up like the beginning of a baseball game, I guess you could say. Um, work with the spirits. Invite them. You know, go through a kind of a ritual. And then mm-hmm. slowly I'll work with the old souls. I'll say, like, Annette, Mm -hmm. ask your father to come in, okay, Mm -hmm. that way. See what I'm saying? Right. Because you might have a better, you will definitely have a better draw than Mr. So-and-so. Can you please come in? Your family's here. See what I'm saying? Right. I'll get it going. Sure. Instead of you saying, 
Yeah, Mr. So-and-so, if I say, Daddy, are you there? Oh, that's a big, better deal, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's why I try to present it. People like it. People enjoy it. There's been very good results. We may uh, limit it to that with for those that are interested in that without the actual uh, spending an hour and a half doing readings to on top of it. So um, <clears throat> that's the plan. As far as the paranormal stuff goes, um, you know what, folks? I'm going to say what I got to say in a book. <laughs> that way you can okay. burn it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, what I would like to say is don't how can I say this? The paranormal field is overcrowded. Everybody or a good portion of people are seeking to be noticed. Okay. Um, and there's different, okay. There's the vanity side of it and there's the ego side of it. Ego side of it, I consider the thing that pushes a person to accomplish. Okay. Um, as you know, Annette, um, couple of couple of favorite things that happen as far as what I do, and you know I'm how can you say I don't let up, okay, I keep on going 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 where I was mm-hmm. going going going, not letting up ideas, approaches, whatever, trying to make it work. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got a lot of drive. I don't, yep. don't want to fail. I want to accomplish. Okay, I want to accomplish. Well, you're very creative, so you want to keep on making yeah. something new. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've thrown ideas out to you that I think, oh, would this guy shut up? Um, <laughs> at times. Okay. You bring up something. You're talking about something all of a sudden. Have you ever thought about doing this? You know. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> sometimes they're gems. Uh, I'll tell you what, keep doing that because sometimes those are gems. You know? If you have 10 I just ideas planted. and one of them is really, really good, hey, yeah, that's awesome. You know? I just get flashes, you know? And uh, I mm-hmm. just will tell, it, tell you, and you decide what you're going to do with it. Um, exactly. And that's Throw it up there. Yeah. 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 Um, so when I got best psychic, when I got the award of best psychic in Chicago, it wasn't something I was seeking. It wasn't something that I even knew I was up for. Okay, all of a sudden I get this email, Mr. Shanahan, blah blah, congratulations, blah 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 blah. Okay, and uh, that was 2012. That was great. Okay, that was nice. Um, anybody seeking that type of thing? Like I said, I wasn't seeking it. I was just doing what I did and how I do it. But if you're seeking it, let me tell you one thing. That award, you know, it's nice. It's nice to be noticed. It's nice to that date, that year, whatever. That award and $2.75 will get you a Dunkin' Donuts hot coffee. So, <laughs> okay, it's nice to hear about oh. that. <laughs> okay. 
Okay. But Ed is very appreciative of the person who nominated him. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know it was coming. It was great. Probably the happiest thing, and and this is where I'll go with, remember I said I had something I had to say. Um, and I didn't even try this. Like you know, when I mentioned this the first time on the show, I was shocked to find out that might have been two years ago, an author, a news reporter, wrote a book. Ted Gregory is the author. He worked for his Pulitzer Prize winner for the Chicago Tribune. And he wrote a book, Mary Jane's Ghost, the legal, the legacy of a murder in small town America, which was up north, northern Illinois. He devoted a whole chapter to a paranormal night that I did at the location of where the body that they had me come in. And you know what? This went out to the general public. This wasn't just for uh, the paranormal field or psychic field or any. It was actually produced by the University of Ohio Press. You know what? I can't top that. I cannot. And that was something I didn't even wasn't even striving for. Those are achievements, mm-hmm. folks, that you can feel good about. And I want to end this whole conversation with something I posted the other day. It says, "When you know," and I came up with this. When you no longer find it necessary to win, you have finally won. You know what? Mm-hmm. I don't find it necessary no more. So. Well, that tells you everything. Yeah. You want to go ahead with the story to end the night? Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to dim the lights. If you're in a place where the lights cannot be dimmed, I want you to relax, close your eyes. Listen to the sound of my voice as I tell you the story. There was an old woman who was enjoying a moonless night, sitting in a rocking chair on the porch of her daughter's house. She paused in her thoughts when her granddaughter came out and asked, Grandma, how did you learn to communicate with the spirits of the animals? The woman expected the question to come up. The young child had witnessed many people who would come into the house to speak with her grandmother about their dead pets. Grandma pulled the girl to her and up onto her lap, and she softly said, When I was your age, I lived in an area where there were not many people. So what I did was I would walk in the woods and collect the dead animals. I would bring them back home and hide them in the barn. And when I was supposed to be cleaning out the barn after our farm animals, I would actually pull out my collection of dead animals and talk to them. Did they speak back to you, Grandma? Oh, sweetheart, yes. In fact, after a while, I would hear them in my mind talking back all the time. They became my friends when I didn't have any others. Was Grandpa able to speak to dead animals too? The youngster asked, the look of wonder on her face. Not exactly. Your Grandpa was a taxidermist. That's a person who stuffs animals. Sometimes those animals were pets and he preserved them for their owners. Why did he do that, Grandma? 
Well, it was his way of making them live forever. He even We even worked together sometimes. I would often invite the owners to bring their taxidermied pets back to our house so I could communicate with their pet spirits. It was comforting to the owners to know their pets were usually in a better place. Well, do you think I can do that, Grandma? No, child. I think you'll be better speaking to the dead people. You can start with me when I die. You know, we don't stuff dead humans like we do pets. But we can burn people until they become ashes. And I've asked your mother to cremate me and keep my urn in your living room. This will allow you to practice talking to the dead. You'll talk to me. Who knows? You may even see me in your dreams. Just then the grandmother pushed the young child off her lap and she hit the floor of the porch very hard. Now it's time for you to go to bed and try to sleep. Not all, and may your dreams be good. Good night, listeners. See you in two weeks. Annette, good night. Blessed be. Bye. Hello, listeners. Welcome to another broadcast.